unpublished or not, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I'm Naomi. I'm Liz. And we're the Run Galloway Girls. And we recorded an episode for you last week. And we episode published 30. it. So exciting. So this is episode 31 and we published episode 30 and it only published to Apple. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. We need to go troubleshoot yeah. that. It's still, I mean, the sound's on our website and the sound was great with our- I know. We our, finally figured it out. Our amateur professional setup. <laughs> we finally figured out how to each use a microphone, how to record really great sound. I don't know why like, it took us so long because it was really easy. <laughs> Well, most of the time, <laughs> it's just to unmute the microphone. Normal, right? Normally, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm tech savvy. And then these kind of things come up and you're like, yeah, no. Well, it's funny because I consider myself really tech savvy, really tech savvy too. But like with microphones and like... New equipment that we yeah, have never used before. And, and it's like, you know, microphones are actually really... Um, they're magnets and they're not very advanced they're like, and, you mean like they're a basic. Right. They're like, super, they're, like they're like super basic They technology. haven't changed since, yes. right, since And like invention. Brian was like, was like showing me like his microphones that he likes using. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Bless <laughs> <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. There's a sneeze on the podcast. But he was showing me like his favorite microphones for recording and he's like, oh, these are so good. And he's like, and they're so cheap because they haven't changed in like a hundred years. Crazy. Like, cool. So. That is very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if well, you're out there thinking about starting a pod, go for it. Definitely do it. <laughs> definitely do it. So um, we did not really know what to talk about this week. Last week we talked about really, really important stuff, and we were like all about um, talking about like food and fuel and nutrition and running and all of that. And like, not to get away from that theme, but maybe we should. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's still more to be said about that. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, there's a couple of things that we noticed, like there are some, you know, there's some things out there that we're noticing where people are like, Oh, here's how much, you know, here's make sure you're eating this much and that much. And, and there's still, it still seems to be low. It still yeah. seems to be like some of the guidelines, the guide guidance out there from nutritionists doesn't well, seem to be enough. One of the people that I follow when I started to like really try to look at intuitive eating is No Food Rules on Instagram. And she, Ooh, I actually just looked at one of her things. She said, you know, and it was like, it, it was like a comparison to obviously a, not clickbait, but like a grab your attention of like two Oreos and a package of Oreos. Mm -hmm. If you think eating two Oreos will cause you to gain weight, like, you know, it was basically like gaining, like the long story long of it was gaining weight isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, everybody has its own set point. Weight helps you regulate your metabolic system so that you feel better. And so it's just important. Now it's tough because a lot of these nutritionists that I follow that are like, don't worry, eat whatever you want, blah, 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 are really, really lean. Right. And so I have a hard time because I'm like, if you get to be that lean, why can't I? So I do, I do fall into that. I'm like, Okay. Comparison trap. Comparison trap. But then I remember, like, I <laughs> I remember that just because, like, I still look pretty lean on Instagram. Yeah. And probably also in reality. Yeah. And that it's just in my mind that I'm, like, feeling like I don't look as lean. You know, I was, like, yeah. actually talking to my doctor. I um, So... My doctor doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. I bought my reproductive endocrinologist a dress with eggs and sperm all over it. Cute. I'm so excited to give it to her. And it should be here, like, right before my retrieval. Anyway, I was like, would you wear, like, a smaller or medium? She's like, I don't know. I'm, like, kind of in between because I'm small on top, but I got hips. And I was like, I know exactly what you mean. I was like, I'm yep. trying to, like, love my body as it is. But it was way easier when I was solidly a small right. versus right now where I'm like in between a yes. small and a medium and in some places like uh, depending on the clothes in between a medium and a large yeah like let me tell you i love rabbit clothes we've talked about yes. this we love rabbit clothes mm -hmm. but they are made for small tiny people. people they are made for very very tiny even at my tiniest i was wearing medium shorts yeah <laughs> they are one of the brands that like 
a lot of running brands used to be really, really tiny. And then so yeah. a lot of them have now, you know, expanded their lines. I really love that, like, obviously, like, brands like Wazelle have been completely inclusive. Oh, they, they used to be tiny, and too. And they also used to be tinier, and they've now size, what's it called, vanity size, vanity size? I think they've, like, brought but, it up. I I don't but know they've if also you can call the it size the size range, range too, because they still yeah, do have really so small sizes. Because yeah. I understand, like, that's important, too, if you're short and small. Right, to be able to find something fits you right. and not have to buy a, like and a I, child size. <laughs> I did used to complain. I used to be like, listen, I'm 5'8". Like even when I was like my leanest, I was like, I'm 5'8". In no world should I be an extra small I know, in right? anything. So like the obviously like there's something wrong with sizing. But yeah, long story long, like it's, it's tough. Like I wish that there were like universal sizes that would make everything easier. I do find when I buy dresses, like I stick to certain brands because they fit so well. Like I Mm -hmm. can go and get a Calvin Klein dress off the rack anywhere and pull the same size four and it fits across the board. And when I was like smaller, I would like pull a two and it would like fit no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I have some Calvin Klein sixes that I yeah. that fit great. So yeah, four or six, either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I also only buy sleeveless dresses. If if a dress has sleeves, then I have to buy like a six because of like everything. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> so, and I mean, I also haven't bought a dress in forever. So yeah. I, the last one I bought was my funeral dress. Mm. And but man. It's it's kind of too cool to wear to a funeral. It has these like big cape sleeves. Yeah. But it's really cool. <laughs> I kind of some days I'm like, oh, I wish I like wore like business dresses every day because like that would be so you easy. Get to, you get to wear something kind of yeah fun and functional. Mm-hmm. And, but it's also yeah. like like I mean. I think it's harder if you're just sitting at a desk and working, but, like, I wish I had one of those jobs that I was, like, up on my feet and interacted with people, like, and had to dress fancy. I don't know. I don't know what, if those jobs exist. I think it's, like, <laughs> a playing a television reporter on a sitcom. Yeah. That's the job I want. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd get tired of it real quick, though. I'm sure. I'm sure. But, like, I'm also thinking, like, if I had a job like that, I would also have a lot of money to dry clean everything. So then, like, all my stuff, I would just, like, wear sheath dresses and little jackets, and I would just send them off to be dry cleaned, and I would... But I just mean, like, I think about, like, the shoes I used to wear, and, like, I used to. Oh, so yeah. now I am all about, so I wear my, like, the days I go into my office, I'm, I'm business casual with Birkenstocks. That's great. Birkenstocks <laughs> are fancy. Let me tell you, <laughs> even the rubber Birkenstocks cost $50. <laughs> that is an expensive pair of shoes. Fancy shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, way more expensive than I used to spend Regular. when I had to, like, dress up right. and buy crappy shoes from Target or Payless. Right. Regular Birks are, like, 100 bucks. Yeah. So, like, those are oh, fancy yeah. When shoes. I'm wearing the regular 100-plus bucks Bergs to my work that I used to wear and like I think about that with now with my planter and how like how I used to wear terrible shoes and I'm like hmm I wonder if like things you do in your youth yeah you just, I like, used wear to wear any shoes I used to wear like exclusively pointed toe pumps and like fancy like all right you know like like really fancy shoes, like wedding shoes or prom shoes yeah. with like silver and sparkles yes. and gl- like I would wear those with like jeans yeah. And like that was very fashionable. It was very in the in, in the aughts. I in the in the aughts, like a fancy shirt, jeans, jeans, yep, and fancy ass shoes. Yep, I did too. <laughs> yep, I did so many of them too. And I would like go to, I would go to DSW in the very back, and they would have like the fancy brands. Yeah, and like super marked down, and I would always get stupid fancy brands because I was like I like. It's because yeah. of Sex in the City, I'm sure. Because yeah. they always that's had right. their like their Manolo Blahniks and that's yeah, right. That. Oh yeah, Jimmy that's Chews Jimmy Choo's. And- oh my gosh, totally. That's so funny. And yeah. I wanted I wanted like expensive shoes and now I'm like, oh I want expensive birds. I want expensive comfortable shoes. Yeah. yeah. Expensive I, running shoes. I'm actually <laughs> thinking well, oh, so this weekend, um, I guess we should talk about fitness and running and stuff. Yeah, so the, at some point. <laughs> so this weekend, actually, after our run, and we can talk about our runs um, as well. I went mountain biking with Brian, and um, we he actually had like a little collision in with a guy of another couple that was out riding together, and it was Which so, is so scary. It was scary, but everybody was okay. Um, 
And it was like, like, so the guy was coming down a blind curve really fast and Brian was going up it and Brian never goes up this trail. And so like, like Brian actually had the right of way, but like still Brian was like, it's my fault. I shouldn't, like, I know this trail. I barrel down it too. So anyway, it was, anyway, they collided. They, everybody was fine. But the other couple was like, well, do you guys want to like get together and ride? And we were like, how about right now? Like we're, (laughs) they're like, well, we're 15 minutes into, I was, we're 20 minutes into our ride. Look great. So we started riding with them and it was so much fun. And I can't remember where I was going with this story. <laughs> we're talking about running shoes. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so we're like, we finished up our ride and everything. We're talking about bikes and how expensive bikes are. And and they're like, yeah, we love expensive sports because they're big skiers. And uh-huh. so they're mountain sports people. And I was like, well, you you know, my sport's running. And you would think running is really inexpensive. But I have a pair of $275 shoes that you can only run 150 miles in. Yeah. And they're like, what? I was like, well, they have a carbon fiber plate. And they're like, what? They've never <laughs> like, heard of that? Oh, that's well, so because, funny. Like, because, like, bikes are made of carbon fiber. Yes. Like, it's just really – I was like, yeah. And, like, the foam is, like, special foam that breaks down. And they're like, well, what makes them special? I was like, well, the carbon fiber and the foam together, like, return energy into your legs so it's, like, less intense on your legs and you're able to to keep your running form long into your race. And so they actually make you 4% faster. And they're like, 4% is a lot. And I'm like – it is a lot. Yeah. Like I like think about that. I'm like, wow, it really is a lot. And it's still and like the studies are still all over the place because it's, they are. some people get the four percent, some people don't, and some so, people though slower people sometimes are getting more than a four percent right. return. Well, right. So, and then you're reading things where like oh, you know here people are hearing like oh only the pros get. X percent. I'm like, no, no, it's the other way around. Some of the pros don't see an improvement. Right. Sometimes it's actually in the well, everyday runners. And and while my PRs, my BQs are both in fast shoes, like I am not sure that I wouldn't have run exactly the same in um, my Saucony Canvaras. That's Just true. because like I bust out I bust out great workouts feeling good yes. in my Canvaras. We both have yeah. like the, yeah, like with our slowest, slowest shoes, whatever like our easy day shoes are, yeah. we both will end up hitting great paces and workouts. Yeah. And especially or like unplanned workouts. Yeah. So so this we are like definitely not on a plan. Um and Naomi actually like we were walking back in the house from walking penny today. Um, and she brought up, she's like, we raced a marathon a month ago. At the end of May, like um, late May it marathon. It was literally is... one month ago. Wow. Because it's yeah, the 21st. That's crazy. And so like the fact that like you can even think one month later to be doing anything like and asking your body to do, to really stretch, like that's a lot. That's a big undertaking. Yeah. So, so it's one of the reasons we're not like running a plan right now. Yeah, cuz and even two marathons a year, like if you do a fall and a spring cycle, both of those are a lot in themselves. And so yeah, I really feel like it's smart to right now just be like <laughs> not concentrating on being on plan, not worrying about what we're doing right we now. We also have not Okay, here are our down cycles. Here's actually how our training together has gone. We started training together at, we both did cycles by ourselves in 2017 and we came together five weeks before another marathon and ran a marathon together. And then we went right into training, granted only for 10 miler, but we went right into training together over the winter mm-hmm. for a spring 10 miler right into a fall marathon plan with no downtime, like not maybe a week off in there, but no like, no like base building, no like take five weeks and run easy, none of that. We had PR'd half marathon, even though we were training for a 10 miler, we PR'd half marathons in April. I think I, then I PR'd again in May. Yeah. And then we pretty much did a Ragnar. And then like June was just was right back into yeah June June marathon was training June was down ish but, but I was had, coaching and like it was so busy well, because of Chicago it's an early fall marathon yep. so we were right back in right back into like training an October seventh eighth marathon is a is early in fall and then then Naomi did uh, Philly and I did CIM mm-hmm. and then we did Disney Dopey. <laughs> And then yep. we went, so that's 2019 Dopey. Then we went right into 2019 Mountains to Beach. Right. 
spring marathon cycle. Then Naomi took an off cycle because she got pregnant. Yeah, we were training for the 50K, (laughs) which you did. And then, but I went right into a lot of running in the fall and and high volume that I'd never done. And then the pandemic hit and the pandemic stress. And so your first real break was pregnancy, which is a different kind of stress on your body. Absolutely. And my first real break was burnout, which is a different kind of stress on your body. And so there was like no time where there's happy, fun running that was not stressful in our training together. So this is really, I mean, even with like your build back, like from pregnancy and everything, like I think women need to like realize that pregnancy does a lot more to your body than like, Oh yeah. and I haven't even experienced it yet. And I'm like, and like just what it's taken to try to get pregnant is like so much. I cannot imagine like coming back that, oh, you're just back. No. no, like there's the loss of sleep. There's like, I mean, you have to give yourself grace with all of that. And, you know, you weren't built into a runner overnight. You didn't grow a baby overnight. Right. You're not going to heal from it overnight. So yeah. be patient and take your time with it. Um, so anyway, this is like our first real like like down season. Down season. Down, yeah. And it's not even a down season for me because it's a, it's because a different it's, life stress. It's also it's like yeah, trying IVF. to get pregnant. Yeah. So it's not really like that's part of why we are cycling down is like IVF for you and like some injuries for me and just kind of like, and also we just are trying to honor that though, that we did a marathon cycle. You don't have to jump right back into training. Like you shouldn't jump right back into training. And, and it doesn't mean that you can't run right. Like you, it doesn't mean that you can't participate in races in the fall. And there's a really big difference between participating and trying to really go after them as a goal. Sometimes when you participate, you will inadvertently run a PR. Yes. That happens mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but if you really want PRs and like you think you're going to get discouraged from participation, my my recommendation is then don't participate. Don't sign up for all the races. If you, if yeah. knowing you, you're going to go, man, I, I just wish I, like, I feel bad that I didn't do better. I mean, I know that sometimes participation makes me excited. Be like, wow, I participated in that and did pretty, pretty well. Even if it's not a PR, like I feel great. I'm excited to try to do better. Yeah. Like you have it's to a, know yourself about that. It lights so, a spark or it yeah. like keeps a spark going. And so like, yeah, I was thinking about that too for like, because the fall is still obviously up in the air very yeah. much for based on what happens with you like and then what you know what I decide to do like I it's like I want to train with you but at the same time if you are pregnant then maybe I'll do this or that but I'm like well it could kind of be like seasons I had before like in 2016 yeah. or 17 where I was kind of doing all the races and not necessarily you know, worrying about PRing any of them. Because yeah. I remember, like, I was thinking about how we haven't done many 10Ks. And yeah. I was like, oh, there's the Parks 10K. Yes, it is a week after. It's, right, it's seven days after Ma- uh, Marine Corps. Yeah. But that's a really fun Parks, the Parks 10K down in, um, on Haynes Point. Yeah. And it's one that, yeah, if you're doing Marine Corps a week later, you should not be in any mindset of racing a 10K. But, yeah, I know. I wouldn't even run a 10K the week no. after Marine Corps. Marine Corps I, really beats you It is a very, up. it's it beats <laughs> like, you up. I know. It beats know. you up. Like, but, but, I mean, it wouldn't count for your, for your five, but it's not necessarily a horrible idea if you're doing Marine Corps 10K to then do the Parks 10K. But there's lots of 10Ks in the fall, too. Yeah. There's, um, you know, there's the South Lakes 10K coming up at the end of August. Right. That's a great one. It's hot, It's but it's a great, it's a great race. It's a great, like, kind of where am I this fall. Yeah. Um, and it's early enough if you're doing yeah. fall races, like it gives you time to recover if yeah. you do actually race it. You can also you can also use it as a workout, like where you do like three or four mile warm up and then kind of run it as a progression run. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing those. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually like here's the thing with what I'm like with my IVF cycle and what I'm going through is like I am doing my retrieval and like there's a period of time that I have to stop with retrieval and then when we get to transfer there's going to be a period of time that I have to stop until we find out if the transfer works or not. Right. And so that's where it's like I have this time that I'm not going to be able to run but then I'm like 
But then, like, running will happen after, but I just don't know what it's going to look yes, like. Like, exactly. that's the piece that, like, well, it's so hard to plan. Exactly. And running will always be there. So, like, that's, you know, but, yeah, like you said, so hard to plan. You can't yeah. predict how you'll feel, whether you're pregnant or not, whether you go through more IVF cycles this fall. I like, mean, you don't know how you'll feel. To be and how honest. Be to participate. It's it's really kind of sucky because, like, yeah. in a sense, because, like, we want kids so badly, but, like, I'm finally feeling like the runner that I used to be, and I feel like when I'm out when I'm out running, like, on the trail, like, my speed has come back, my endurance has come yeah. back, like, I just feel really peppy, and I'm like, man, like, this, like, part of me is like, I just want to ride this wave a little bit longer, yeah. but, like, I know that it's just going to get harder and harder, like... To have not not just to have kids like physically, but also to raise kids. Yeah, because already it's going to be tough with like I know we'll meet other people that have kids our our age, but like none of our friends have really young children. Yours is the youngest at three. So it's definitely well. It's also definitely a different thing as you age. You realize how much harder it is and how much easier it was when you were younger because yeah. I don't know like when I when I had to go to the Cairo earlier this year because I popped my hip out of place because I was on the floor with my yeah. kid like those are things that <laughs> it's like aging is, and that's also yeah. speaking of like changes that happen with pregnancy there are so many different it's obviously it's not just um growing a baby in your uterus it's not just one area that changes it's right. not just that physical like oh I see that my belly's bigger it's every single part of you it's, it's I've heard your feet grow bigger that didn't happen for me, but it happens for a lot of people. Yeah. I didn't change two sizes, but like, you know, your round ligaments, your, I mean, your hips, everything can change and some of it doesn't go back where it was. And so there's just so many things that you should be, if you're, you know, for people who've had a baby, realize that like, it's not going to just, yeah, there's no such thing as just snapping back into anything because you're yeah. a different person now. Yeah. And, you know, and just to like kind of recognize that and realize it's all the different body systems, not just one part of you. And as you mentioned, your brain, because you tell me that. Right, oh, that, yeah. So I have no memory anymore. <laughs> my memory's shot. So, I'm, I have, my brain is Swiss cheese. I like joke that the <laughs> placentas are made of the mother's brain cells. Yep. And I believe it because I have lost my brain since like, since I don't think that kids. that's actually, I mean, that's I know not, that's like not actually it's true. Not. But there's something that <laughs> happens, something that happens, and I think that it's it's biological so that women do forget the pain of childbirth, but there's something that it does take a lot of, like, the memory <laughs> pathways, and it's like, it's like, hey, we're just going to do a whole system reset. We're going to, we're going to erase everything. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, wait a second, I didn't mean to time machine that far yeah, back. <laughs> I know. So I just pretty much have no memory anymore. It's oh, terrible. Yeah, well, that's going to be horrible for me because I already have no memory and I make the horrible joke. My my um, mom has uh, early onset Alzheimer's and um, she's doing really well. But I do make the joke like when I forget stuff, I'm like, oh, it's my Alzheimer's. Yeah. Brian's like, don't make don't that do joke. That. I'm, like, I'm like, bad jokes is how I cope with things. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, don't take away my coping skills. Which is a horrible, like, thank God, like, I've met some people, um, I've met, like, people on the internet who are going through IVF who also have a dark sense of humor, so it's fantastic. Like, this one They get it. They get it. This one woman posted yesterday, she goes, yeah, my friend said to me she had a, a... embryo transfer fail with, and it's a donor. So long story long, as you get older, your success with your own eggs goes down. However, when you're older and you use donated eggs, your success goes up to as if you were in your twenties. So it's like, it's almost a guarantee. So by the, the first donated euploid embryo should be a 65% success. The second one brings your total success up to 85. And your third one, third transfer brings you to a 95%. You should definitely walk out with a baby if you have three donor donor embryos. So that are euploid. So that's like genetically tested. So she had one fail. And um, she's like going through everything to like make it work. And she goes, uh, a friend of hers said to her, 
<laughs> oh, that one would have been a serial killer, so it's fine. <laughs> so you dodged a bullet there. And she posted this, like, just in text on her stories. Yeah. And I, like, laughed out loud, and I was like, oh, God, what if she's mad at her friend? And then she, like, posted, like, a, hey, I have a dark sense of humor, and I thought this was great. Great, good. Like, don't, <laughs> don't come at me. And I'm like, oh, thank God, this is why we're friends. And she actually lives in Atlanta, and, like, oh, right cool. after we got back from Atlanta, she was like, I didn't realize that you were Aww. visiting Atlanta. I was like, we could have gotten lunch. So Yeah, but next time. I mean, sure. except next time for Jeff's race, fingers crossed, you're I'll not be, be able to come. I'll be yeah. all knocked up and yeah. won't be able to come. Yeah. But, I mean, or I have a baby in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let you fly. Your doctors won't let you. <laughs> I have a baby Who's on the plane. Who's not going to let me fly? The doctors. doctors are going to tell me, like, what are they going to do? Sit on me? <laughs> like, that's no. what I don't want to get. That's what I don't I get. Like, oh, because, the doctors won't let you. Yeah, because. You buy the, a ticket and you just go. No, but because you're <laughs> too smart to do that. Because the, part of it is the extremes of the, the pre, like, you the don't pressure. want. pressure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have risk of blood clots and stuff like that when yeah. you fly. And there's all these risks. So you don't want okay. to take any risks like that. All right. The later you get in your pregnancy. Oh, I guess. But what is the latest that you're allowed to fly? Like, does the airline stop you? Do they look at your belly and go, oh, you can't No. Fly. No, it's just like your doctor will recommend that you don't if you have, yeah. especially if you have a high-risk pregnancy. Well, so. and I believe any pregnancy over, over the age of 30. Over 35. 35 is. Is high-risk, like, automatically. And then yep. over. Uh, well, well, with IVF, it's probably even with different. IVF. It's probably it's, all IVF pregnancy. pregnancies are high yeah. risk. Because so. mine wasn't my first one wasn't considered high risk, but my second one was, and like yeah. they tested me for everything, and yeah, yeah, that's so. actually one of the good things is like a lot more blood tests are covered, right? So right, which is exciting. Oh yeah, no, like that was it was like I liked having more knowledge, so yeah. it was it was fine to be considered high risk and have a million testing and monitoring and weekly. You know, know. ultrasounds and all that fun stuff. I'm so tired this morning. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I know. So, yeah, I was so So. glad that we weren't going to run today because it just, we had four days in a row of activity, like big activities. Big activities. Saturday, we did a ride to get our 40K. And we did it fast. So, we set a new 40K PR. I'm sure we'll keep Mm. setting them. Yes, I'm sure we will too. So, we. This is like week, this is my third ride with clips. I mean, I'm literally still starting out on a bike. So, we go over, I I meet Naomi over there, and, like, I bought new water bottle cages because we needed more water bottles yeah, for, for our we ride. Yeah, out of water on And so rides. her husband, Scott, put them on, and he's like, oh, Liz, do you need to air your tires? I was like, I don't know, I guess. I have no idea. I like, know. I asked him, like, because he's been pumping mine up. I'm like, I wonder if Liz is pumping hers up. She probably needs air in her tires. I was not. And so he pumped up my tires and, whoa. Oh, my gosh. So then that basically <laughs> put Liz in turbo mode. So just go, go, go. We were on the trail. Because I guess my tires have been, I like, soft been the whole time. Because, like, yeah. we've been keeping a pretty good clip, but you've always been, like, right but behind me. But I've had me. to break. Like, I've had to break before on our rides together to keep from, like, hitting your back tire, from saying, you know, trying to keep back from you. And then this time, instead, it was like I had to literally pedal the whole time. So we were out there for, what, an hour and 45 minutes? I mean, I I was going, like, 19 and a half hours. She was flying. She was flying. (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I could do this. Yeah. She was flying out there. So So, it was really fun. Like, I, like, I'm kind of thinking, like, I would... I might like to try, like, I've done Olympic distance triathlons, and I would definitely start with a shorter distance. I wouldn't jump into a half Ironman, but I think I would like to try maybe a half Ironman distance triathlon at some point. I think you're built for it. Yeah, Um, you've got, like, all the sports. I just don't know if I can run off of a bike. Like, that's that's my big question is, like, could I run off of a bike? Like, that would take some training to... Yeah, do so I feel want comfortable doing it? Do I want to devote that much time to training? Right. Um, but I mean, who knows? Maybe once I have a kid, I'll want to stay away from the kid as much as possible. <laughs> so <laughs> You're like I have to go train for Sorry, 60 I have hours training. <laughs> no. No. I mean, that's why we have our Pelotons. Right. I'm so I think, excited. I think about. For me it would be like the pool. I'd have to 
swim. That'd be like the hard part. And I and yeah. I would be terrified of an open water. So like I don't know that I'll ever do a real. So there is swim. open water. It's a national harbor. Um, there's open water like practice swims. We'll have to figure out when they are this summer, and we should go because they're really fun, and they make you, like, and there's lifeguards, which is nice, like, and even though we could go practice swim in the lake here, it's actually nice to, like, go where there's buoys set up, and you can kind of, like, feel what it's like to do. Yeah. And there's, there's like, a little short course, and then there's a longer course, so, like, um, that was super helpful when I did my first try, like, yeah. practicing for open water, like, because it was almost, like... It was a group to, like, learn how to do it, not just, like, go in and swim open water. Yeah. And that that was really helpful. And then, like, learning to sight in water that's actually murky is, right. like, really important. And I, like, at first, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good at sighting now, but, like, uh, at first I would literally just, like, lift my entire head up yeah. and look around and, like, doggy paddle for a minute and then yeah. go back down. Um, and actually not doggy paddle because I can swim with my head up for <laughs> – in <laughs> fact, oh, my gosh, this is actually a funny story. So I was in a lifeguard training class. I was a lifeguard instructor class. And they said, well – and the instructor, John, is – and that's who I work for now. He goes, well, if anybody can do a 25 butterfly with their head completely up, I'll let you guys go early. And I was like, done. <laughs> and he's like, I've never seen anybody do legal butterfly with their head completely cool. up. I was like, well, now you have. <laughs> I was like, now you have. Really I was cool. like, I will do anything not to put my face in the water. <laughs> Awesome. For a swimmer, like, which is so dumb. That's but, yeah, awesome. um, he's like, your back must be really flexible. It was like, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, um, it's really fun. Like, I did my first try with team and training, and I know we've talked about joining groups like team and training before. They are all of those groups um, to the charity groups. A lot of them have training groups and that can be really, really helpful when you're learning a new sport. Yeah. When you want to go into your first marathon, getting the support from the charity, um, and running for a reason other than yourself can bring such great meaning into your athletics. Um, yeah. So. And I would think with the tri group, just like with the marathon group, it's there's definitely a lot of beginners. There's a mm -hmm. lot, of, so it's not pretty like much everybody. Because if you go join some other groups, some you know running groups or like a tri team this, or like this, yeah, or like this the the bike clubs around here. I mean, I would be dropped. Like, I have a lot of friends who are really good, and they're still dropped all the yeah. time from those group rides. And then they're not stranded, but they're out in, like, Leesburg or somewhere, and they have to come home by themselves. And so, like, yeah. I'm, like I, I would like much that. rather want to be with a, uh, you know, I would a beginner rather, group. So I could feel I, like I'm not, you know, going to get dropped. I would rather stop at every, like, at every road crossing on the WNL, right. like, with people. Take I'd rather time and look stop around, and make take my time. Coming. Then, then like push through and not be with a group. There were time. There were sections when we were out on our ride that I would get pretty far ahead, and I was like, I was like, well, at the next road, I'm just gonna stop because yeah, like part of me was like, well, I really like part of me. There were times where I was like, I want to keep my average pace yeah, up. Because your competitive side. Came I was out. well because I was like actually holding a really good yeah. pace for the first time ever on the bike. I was like. What? This is like what what like good people ride. You just and need like air in your tires. I was like, this is what I rode like during a race, and it doesn't feel like that, right? Because like, I think I rode. Actually, I'll have to look at my splits. I don't even think I rode as fast as um, there were sections that I did this past weekend. I don't even think I rode that fast during my triathlon. Mm -hmm. Like, and I placed pretty well in my. Not my last, I don't know. One of them I placed really well. Yeah. <laughs> one of them I didn't have a swim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Aww. it's hard to like compare. Yeah. So, and that's usually where I place well is the swim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. That's so. your, that's like one of your, yeah, best sports. So, well, I mean, out. it's also like, it's just like who you're against. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, like there's, um, some rate like <laughs> I remember the Bishop events races, which are so fun around here, but like when you know you're winning third overall female with like a one fifty five and a half, and a half like yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> but and like that's the other thing, like I don't know, I was gonna post that the video <laughs> 
of me like not getting on my bike and like and then where you're you're flying by and I like I'm running my bike behind you because oh. I'm taking some funny reels <laughs> yeah. this weekend. But That's like funny. I'm not athletically I'm not like an athletic person I'm not coordinated I'm never I never did sports as a kid and it's so not like true I mean it's not true that you're not I, coordinated but you're picking well, it up pretty well but I'm just like to say that like I think a lot of people I don't know people see how much we do and think like that we're just so we're like born for it or that we yeah. and I have to say I'm not I work really hard to like participate in these things like to learn how to get on a bike again and all that. And so like, yeah, like my daughter now, she started the, there's a track program yeah. here and it's like the, it's a kid's track program and she, um, oops, oops. <laughs> get some sound there. She, you know, she felt like, oh, I'm, I'm the slowest one or I'm going to be the last one. Yeah. And, um, you know, and she wasn't. And she also, yeah, like has that feeling of like maybe not being the most athletic kid. But then, you know, she can do stuff like, I posted a little video yesterday of her jumping on her skateboard, like from a stand, jumping up and landing back on it. And even balancing on a skateboard is really hard. I can't do it. And she can jump and land on it. And on day one of of this week's camp. So it's funny. Brian was like, well, he said something like, oh, well, you're really athletic. Like he said to me. And, and I was like, I was like, well, actually Naomi's a better runner than I am. Um, and he was like, what? I was like, she's she's better than I am, but I have way more confidence. So I'll always <laughs> so I look like I'm better, but like she could easily be better. I don't know about that. No, but it, it it's true because there is part of it is just having confidence to try. I like to joke that I am like a C plus. And what's really <laughs> cool is like I show up on day one and I'm like a C plus. I don't get much better. But, like, that's no. pretty – it's You're pretty amazing <laughs> to show up on your very first time doing something and, have, and be C-plus right. at it. Like, that's like, wow, that's pretty right. good. But it, it is purely because it, I have confidence, which starts with C. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But, like, it does you know, take that. Yeah, no, that's something so to, the, like, the practice. the people we were mountain biking with this weekend – um, are really good. Like, no joke, they, like, clear jumps and do the little, like, tail flip. You got to, like, Google some mountain bike jump videos. Uh, they, like, jump up and, like, they, like, move their bike to the side, like, to do, like, a little style thing and then land back on it, whereas Brian just, like, clears air and c- comes down. Right. I just roll right over <laughs> it. Well, That's so, not my speed. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, it's super like, what's cool about mountain biking is the bike literally does it. You just have to trust the bike. So like keep pedaling and trust the bike. Um, but you know, I'm like way behind them. I'm not like very good, especially on the downhill segments because I'm, I'm like scared. So I slow down. Um, but they're like, you know, and I'm, but I'm keeping up on the uphills and I'm keeping up even in some technical areas, like climbing over stuff. And I'm like, yeah, sorry guys, you got to wait for me. And they're like, you're doing everything we're doing on a hardtail mountain bike. Like, that's badass. Like, you're fine. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, but can't yeah. everybody do this? Like, that's like what I think. And it's it's that I'm literally just like, okay, trust the bike and like, just go. Like, don't be afraid. Like, just be confident through it. And that's what gets me through. And like, that's like what I kind of like, you know, with the kind of everything, just trust yeah. the process. And just trust that your body is going to adapt and that you're going to figure out how to do it. Um, I think that that a lot of times we say these things about ourselves because somebody said them to us as children, like you're not athletic or you can't do this or you're not as good. And we like then embody that. So I would say if you have those feelings, like Naomi shared, the not being athletic is like, or it being hard, like that's okay if it feels hard because it should feel hard to try new things. But don't don't let that hold you back yeah. because sometimes just a little bit of confidence helps you fake your way through stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like you have a growth mindset. Like yeah. you just have that like a childlike mindset of being like, I can do anything. There's nothing stopping me where the rest right. of us feel like, no, either yeah, either I've been told or through example of like never being able to run the mile in school when we had, right. you know, the forced smile and never being able to do it and like being the last person yeah. to do it, to walk the, you know, the, the they let us walk it. I remember, I remember walking the mile. I remember running it for the, like I ran the mile one time with my friend and we ran an 815 or an 805 or something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. And like 
to me, I was like, we ran really slow. Like, that's what I remember thinking is like to run that pace was actually pretty slow because we were like, well, let's just jog slow. And that's the time we got. So, I mean, like, it's funny because like eight still feels really fast. Yeah. Like, but I guess the run pace doesn't. I don't know. Right. When you're used to now, like, now that I know, now that I know running and know myself, I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense that that would feel kind of easy. Yeah. But you had that natural ability that you just didn't. I just didn't know. Didn't know and didn't try. And so. I used to think that, like, uh, 200 was the longest that I could run, (laughs) which is, like, It still feels like that. It feels like it does. Like, a minute feels like a long time. Oh, my gosh. It does. A minute feels, like, so long. Well, but we did. We then, so we did our big, our big ride, which was so fun. And I can't wait to do more big rides. Like I really am so excited about big rides because I'm going to be able to continue to do them. I double checked with the doctor. They were like, absolutely. That's no impact. I said, you might not be comfortable on a bike. Like later I was like, all right, whatever. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But once you feel unbalanced, that will be different. Like. But no mountain biking once my ovaries get big. Right. Just like no running. But road biking is a okay. Peloton is a okay. Gentle yoga, a okay. Like no twisting. Yeah. Um, Gentle swimming, no like, no like aggressiveness. So Mm -hmm. we got, we got a plan in place. But then on Sunday, we went ahead and we ran Mm -hmm. and we did half miles. So we did 30 30s. We were just thinking it was just going to be like an hour. Yeah. Of easy running. Yeah. We weren't and we following were, any plans. Yeah. And so we, we got out there and we were doing 30 30s and they ended up being kind of fast. And so I was like, well, why don't we do like push a, push a half, easy half, push mm-hmm. a half, easy a half. And so our first, and we did it because our first half mile of 30 30s felt kind of hard. And so we did a 935 and then we're like, okay, now easy. It was a nine thirty three average, yeah. <laughs> wasn't, and then slower. we then we like pushed, um, but it was pretty. It was pretty great. We ended yeah. up doing seven miles in like an hour and ten or something. Usually, right. what would take uh, usually it would only be six miles because Especially we like to go nice 30s. and slow and yeah. easy, and so it was nice to have a little bit of speed. Um, Especially on somewhat tired legs yeah. from the bike ride, which was nice, and then we ended up running. The next day. Yeah, because Monday was the holiday. Monday so we, was a holiday. We did so, run then, too. So we ran easy, um, which was nice. Uh, just really, really easy. And then we ran easy yesterday. And we were able to get our 50-mile badge because I might have been told yesterday after a run to stop running. So that's why I was like, oh, let's get this in. <laughs> get the runs in while you can. And, so. and like again, like 50 miles for a month is, is so low compared to, to what we've done yeah, before. Yeah, but it wasn't 50 miles but, in a month. It was 50 miles in 20 days. I know. <laughs> but it, and still, like, it's still it low. It is still and low it's still, And so, you know, we're still definitely taking – um, taking a low month or a low yeah. couple months of not yeah. really, you know, not pushing. Well, but you know, it's been, it was low running volume, but I, I'm still interested to put the hours of work. That's true. On paper. And, and I'm really interested in yeah, with, doing more time-based. With all the biking, like it definitely yeah. wasn't, we haven't taken really that much, <laughs> we haven't taken time off activity. We've just put it into other, other sports, things. like like biking. So. Like, cause I had my first 50, I had my first 50 mile month in biking, like a month ago or two months ago, whenever it was. And then I had a, my first 50 mile week with biking I know, this Cause month. we did a hundred K. Yeah. So we're, we're like, you know. Progressing quickly. Oh my gosh! If we keep it up, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the bike badge. I think next. Maybe we'll get next month. Yeah, or maybe we'll get it on the next um, quarter, like the one. Yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. We're gonna get that one because I mean, I worked it out. um, We would have to ride fifteen miles a day in order to get the June badge, the June biking badge, like for the whole month. But like (laughs) that's that's actually it is, but it's not if we did like a. 40k and then a couple of 10k you know like it's yeah. it's really not it's doable 
I mean, it is doable. I, I don't know that I want to push to actually do it, but no. I think <laughs> if we're trading out more runs with yeah. bikes, like it's easily going to happen. If you, yeah, like if you can't run because of the yeah. cycle, you know, which is great. If, if you can't, then it's great. It's going well. It will be super then great. Biking, <laughs> then we will add more biking and like, yeah. yeah, now my Peloton's here and so exciting to have my Peloton. And I know. People are messaging me to like follow them. So yeah, send me your, if you want to yeah. follow each other, send me your name oh, on Oh yeah. Uh, so fun. She's Run Naomi yep. and I'm Coach Liz Runs, just like Instagram. Yeah. Same as our Instagram um, handles. So definitely find us on Peloton. And then I know that Peloton also has like Pilates challenges and yoga yeah. challenges. And so we'll have to look at all of that stuff too. And We've the strength like, that we yeah. are start doing more of. Yeah. Definitely. I need to get some weights over here or just come over to your house. Yeah. Like on my can, way home. And Right. We can do Because now do that it's summer. At my house. Now that it's summer, like I actually get to leave at 4.30 some weeks. Oh, good. And then the weeks that I'm not leaving at 4.30, I don't have to go in until 9. So. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll alternate. We'll do some workouts at my house. We've got, yeah. got the circuit set up there, too. Yeah, because I don't have um, – I don't – I only have <laughs> – so at one point I got mad at, like, tripping over weights, and I never use them, so I gave them away on Buy Nothing Reston. Yeah. So I, like, don't have weights. <laughs> and I, I'm I glad I got bands. them all before, like – because then for a while it seemed like it was hard to get them with the pandemic. Everybody yeah. building up their gym. And I got them all, like – I, I was doing a lot of strength. Like, when I did my 50K in 2017, in the beginning, yeah. I was doing a lot of strength then. And so I, like, yeah. built up my collection of I'm dumbbells interested and stuff. In doing, I'm interested in, like, doing a lot of upper body strength yeah. and a lot of core work. Because Same. I feel like those two things will really improve my running. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I do have – I got the Nordic hamstring curl strap, which I haven't done anything with. Um, but I, I really think that as far as running goes, like it's little tiny tweaks for leg muscles, not anything more for specifically for running because, you know, I don't know. I just don't think that it's necessary. I've been able to be a pretty good runner, relatively injury free with just doing little tweaks here and there. And I don't really want to like rock that boat. No, it's funny because, um, someone that I know from like high school posted a picture like leg day and like, to be honest, his legs are really scrawny. And I was thinking like, so he's like working out in the gym to get his legs to be bigger. And I'm like, you could just like run. Like our legs have gotten, we have such good leg definition from running and we don't do like leg workouts. Run uphill. But right. (laughs) But we do need to do some uphill running. We need to, there's a few things I need to do, like my adductor stuff, like, you know, the Myrtle routine and stuff to keep my glutes strong. And then really, yeah, I want to focus on core and like arms and that way out because that will make me stronger if my upper body is is stronger. It'll make my form yeah. better. I mean, I really think speed legs, and then I'm interested in ultra the ultra legs routine, uh-huh. both from Swap. I think those two are really like all all, all we'll need. really but need. But they're once a week. They're yeah, a once a week thing. Yeah. So, so um, which is exciting. And you know, it's funny. Even when I was doing a lot of weight training. Um, I was like in high school and stuff, I was always more focused on upper body because my knee is not great mm-hmm. or it wasn't great in high school even. And so I would do a lot of like sled, like, and, yeah. um, but I still did deadlift and squat. I, I just don't like squats, <laughs> you know? And like, I actually read something in a CrossFit something somewhere about like, Women, some women ha- actually have trouble with squats because of our geometry, and my legs are so long compared to the rest of my body. Like I can't get down into that full squat position unless I'm doing like a low back, low back squat. So this is like a long story long here. <laughs> anyway, I just never loved squats. I don't know. I like squats, and I but I I use them to really like try to engage bar? my glutes. I haven't tried it right. That's bar. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you have like the big bar on your back. It's so it's so hard to get no, to that I've, full because you have to get to like when you're doing it, you have to get to like full parallel, yeah. and like with your knees back over your toes. My geometry makes me want to fall backwards. But it, you can get your knees over your toes. And that's okay. Like, so I'm doing more like goblet squats. Yeah, but in in competition you can't. Right, right, right. So in competition, I, I mean, like, as far as like yeah. what's good for like a, you can if your squat doesn't look like that doesn't mean that's not it's a bad. That's squat. right. That's so right. It's that's good squat that was actually your yeah. That was actually and, one of the things that the um, that this CrossFit like thing said is don't worry yeah. so much about your form, um, like use the form that's that works for right. you. 
And don't, like, obviously, if you're drifting in and out, like, you've got some lateral instability. Yeah. And, like, you need to address that. But, like, if you can keep, you know, kind of a form that doesn't hurt, it's okay to do that movement. Yeah. And that's what they're finding in kids, too. Like, there was... So there's this whole thing in, like, kids, like, oh, W sitting is bad, which is, like, where you sit with, like, your feet outside of your body and you're sitting flat on the ground, like, with your butt on the ground and your knees out and your feet next to you. And they say that Why that's that bad. bad? <laughs> so it's a sign of a weak core. So a lot of kids with, high, with um, like, low muscle tone will W sit. Mm-hmm. And so it's a sign of a weak core. And, like, W sitting gives provides a stable base for yeah. playing on the floor. And I still W sit as an yeah. adult. I'll sit that and way too. it um but it's it's supposed to be bad for the feet and knees, but it's not if it's comfortable. If it's comfortable then it's right. not. Yeah. But you still want to treat the underlying weak core in physical and yeah. occupational therapy. So that's like like they used to say, like, oh, stop the habit. And it's like, no, just support the reason why the habit is happening. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> so and I think that's the case with like adults too. Yes. Like if you do something like to correct for something that you have naturally, like it doesn't mean stop doing the thing. It's like recognize that that thing is happening because of something else. So fix the something else. Right. You know, I I mean I got to tell you, every single person that uh, ever is like, oh, man, I have IT issues. I'm like, well, you really got to fix that glute. Exactly. Like, if you've got IT band issues, like, you have some, like, super weak glute. Once you fix that, your knee pain is going to go away. Yeah, exactly. Glute or any other – or, I mean – not just IT, but yeah, like obviously a doctor or hamst- high hamstring. I don't know. It's, my, it's glute. I don't even know what caused my adductor muscle. I think it was just fatigue because I didn't do any like rehab and it just went away. Yeah. So it was, I just, mean, I it did, was taking down the mileage for you. I did. Um, I remember I did dry needling and I took like seven or eight days off. And it was in between Marine Corps and CIM that I took that time off. And then it went away. Like, it was, like, better. That's good. (laughs) And so I don't know what actually happened, but I know that it was caused from crossing my – but that's it. It was caused by crossing my legs on a plane, on a five-hour plane ride, not from a weakness. It was caused from, like, being in a weird position. Yeah. So that could also be – the difference is that right. The difference but, of not being that it wasn't necessarily man, an overuse injury, it, but a but a it freaking hurt trauma running. Injury. It freaking hurt running Chicago. I remember like I remember wanting to stop because we had already like broken Separated. apart, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this just hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, but, I got to get mine sorted out so that I can yeah. continue to run. <laughs> well, I think we should probably go because I have to go take a shot. I know. <laughs> Time to go. Well, hopefully we'll get this one to publish <laughs> and last week's episode. And keep tuning in, even yeah. if we never get these. Pu- I'm just kidding. <laughs> then you won't know to tune in. Hopefully we'll get these published. Yeah, and and thanks for listening and thank supporting us. Thank you so us. much. Please send us more comments, questions. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to rungallowaygirls.com slash shop. You can also shop direct at beautycounter.com slash rungallowaygirls. There's a new product launching today. It is a vitamin C dark spot treatment. Yeah, we'll have so, to talk about that at some point. I know. It's exciting. All right. Well, have a wonderful day, and we will see you guys later. Yay. Bye. Bye.